sexism. I really like having this platform to talk about our relationship because I think, like you said, a lot of, a lot of times our pictures get reposted. And I think a lot of times people are just like, well, how the hell are they together? And so I think it's nice to be able to actually speak on our relationship because people know me and then they, they think like from our little story clips, you can't see much of anything, but a lot of times with her facial expressions, she got a little stank face on. And I'm sure people are like, oh, she look annoyed. Like, you know, we get sometimes crazy stuff in our inbox. But What's up everybody and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of black LGBTQIA individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm joined today by some very special guests. They are fresh off their honeymoon, so this is going to be interesting. Veronica, Bree, y'all go ahead and tell the people about yourselves real quick. All right, so I'm Veronica Page. I seem to be young, changing my name. Um, in the streets, I go by Veronica Wildchild. So um, I've been, I guess, a fixture in the community for the last decade, which has been an honor and a privilege. Um, I do a lot of club hosting. I do um, a lot of social events. Um, I do now speaking um, on um, LGBT issues. I've done some work with the Dolphins. I've done some alcohol brand collaboration. Um, I'm really excited to see what Pride Month has to do. Um, yeah, just got married, and I guess I'll let my wife talk about herself. <laughs> All right. So, as you can hear about my accent, I'm Jamaican, Jamaican American. Uh, in terms of like LGBTQ, I've been in, you know, with a Pride movement for like a really long time. Like I came out when I was like teenager. I think college, 15, 16. Yeah, but, um, you know, as being Jamaican, we're not like super like open, like, you know, telling everybody, like, if you know, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, man. Well, I know one, I know, I know Veronica, I know you live in Miami. And so, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm bringing back my shoes. I took them away for like pretty much the last couple of months, but I'm bringing them back and I got a special pair you know what I'm saying? I, I just, you know, that's the that's the South Beach. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they are. Those right are the colors, I, right? I, I, you know, I just, you know, just for just for you. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So I just had to, you know, highlight that real quick. But look, so let's get into it. I asked everybody this. We're gonna get into the proposal, the the beautiful Tulum proposal, <laughs> how y'all met. But first, the first time you encountered your sexuality. Should I go first? You go first. You can go first. <laughs> <laughs> so my situation was a little bit different because I actually ended up marrying a man. And so, um, but I always, you know, had relationships with women, I would say since, I don't know, the first, one of the first memories that I ever had, I was living in France and I was like, 
camping across America or across France. My parents sent me over there as a teenager to learn French. And I remember this girl, her name was Yasmina, which is like Jasmine. And she was like fixing Fancy my shirt. Fancy way to say Jasmine. Yes. Yes. She was fixing my shirt and like the button on my shirt. And she took my breath away. And I remember, I guess it was the first time, like I had like a crush on a, on a, on a woman, but I didn't realize it. Like my dumb ass, I just thought like, I was just fluid, you know, I was one of those. So like when I was in college, I had my first, like, I guess monogamous relationship with a woman all through my senior year. I basically kept it hidden, but my roommate kind of complained to like the Dean of our school that I had like some random girl who didn't go to college with us staying with me. And she didn't realize <laughs> I was in a relationship. And so it was kind of like a whole thing, you know, but again, still, I just thought I was fluid. I didn't have to choose. I was living my best life. So fast forward a little bit, I get married and then I, you know, we were kind of like, I don't want to say like fully open, but like open. So when we moved to New York, he was a model at the time. Um, I went on a date with a girl and I really fell in love. Like, I mean, like head over heels within like the, the month. So it turned into like this whole affair. And like, you know, we hadn't even like went on our honeymoon because we kind of just like kept our marriage a secret for so long. Once my family found out, my mom gave us a honeymoon at their house in St. Bart's at the time. So like, I was like Skyping my girlfriend, showing her my titties, didn't think anybody saw. So like it came to a head where basically on your honeymoon like, with your with your husband. Yes. So he was like, he was like at the at the time he was like it's him it's it's her and me. And so basically like I had to choose, and it was hard coming out coming out and and like in general it was hard coming out later. I mean I was in my like you know late twenties. That was like a different time for me, and I have a, a, a traditional family, traditional beliefs. I, I do believe marriage is forever, but it just wasn't the right person. It wasn't the right gender, so it, it was hard. Like I knew I was I knew I was gay, but I couldn't say it. But he basically was like, "Well, I'll do the decision for you. Let's yeah. split." So it was a little bit of a hard time where I had to rebuild. I lost all of my friends that we had here in Miami and high society and basically starting over and them knowing that like, you know, cause they all heard his side of the story. So I left, I left Miami and then I, I came back loud, queer, proud. And, you know, I had a few relationships with women under my belt by then. So when I came, when I came back to Miami in 2015, it was kind of like a reemergence for me. So like, I tell people like, don't be afraid to, to lose it all, to risk it all, because I did. And I, I sometimes forget that I was even married to a man. Like I forget <laughs> that chapter of my life, but I wouldn't be who I was if, if I didn't go through that. But like, it took me a while to realize, okay, I want to get married again and I want it to last forever. But like, yeah, don't be afraid to lose everything that you thought you were to be who you really are. That's just really my, my experience with it. Yeah. With that real quick, did you feel like, so you, you, were you in love with him? I, I loved him. Loved I mean, him. I can't say that I didn't because yeah. there were times like I, I wouldn't have done it, but we were also really young and like, you know, if I was straight, he would have been a catch. He was a supermodel. Yeah. It was like, if I'm a data dude, this it is the guy. Him. 
But yeah. it just it started breaking down. And also the other reason was because I realized like I know that my wife, she could do both, which is a really amazing thing. But I realized that like at what the time both like <laughs> well, I'm and, like, okay. <laughs> like feminine like, and sporty and drivenness, but like the person both the person that I fell in love with was more on the androgynous like stud side and I think that that had made a difference to me I never had encountered that up until that point and I think that the, the, still to this day like feminists 100% straight feminine women they don't really catch my eye I mean I think they're pretty and everything but they're not my type so I think it also depended because I didn't know much about like how like subcategories in the community what really was my thing and what attracted me so like yeah it was a learning curve and unfortunately I had that while I was married and I don't know if that was exactly fair but that's the story that happened <laughs> for sure for sure I was shocked too and I saw Brie so I saw y'all first y'all were like one of those couples that y'all picture just gets reposted on everything uh -huh. <laughs> like gay lesbian like it, I kept seeing y'all's page but everybody doesn't post your uh Instagram handle so it was like I, I can't remember which page I finally saw where, where y'all's handles were and I was shocked at Brie. Ooh, yeah, my account, yeah. my old account got hacked. So yeah. I was shocked that Brie, because of like you said, like she, you like you're like very unique in the sense that you go high fem or high like stud. Like it's 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 pretty cool. So yeah, definitely, you know, I think I think that's pretty that's pretty dope. But uh yeah, Brie, so what's your story? When'd you like when'd you start liking the girls? Oh my gosh. So let's see. <laughs> All right, so I don't know, like ever since I I've known myself, like I've always been like attracted to females. And it's it started like, you know, a little church girl or Catholic girl, but um so my ain't had no business messing with but it's always <laughs> like my my teachers, like in school, it's always my teachers. Like going to camp, it's always like, you know, the female, the pretty little like um counselor and I'm like all right but I didn't really know what was going on to be honest like I know I liked them and I was attracted but I don't think it was like sexual at that age because I didn't really like I was kind of like asexual like whatever so when I I went to a catholic school and I used to like I remember like dreaming about like inviting this one te my geography teacher home and like <laughs> swimming in Geography the pool teaching. and dinner. And I'm like, Bridget, what the hell's oh, going dang. on? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I was kind of like, you know, one of the favorite students still in her class. But anyways, uh, when I started college, um, that's when I really started like experimenting because I really had like no sexual chemistry, like feelings towards a guy. I can say, yo, bro, you're cute. Like, you know, you have a nice body and stuff, but that was it. You know, like, you're I'm my bro. You. I've been, I'll be gay since I came yeah, out the yeah. womb like this. <laughs> exactly. Got into no straight, nothing in me, no attraction to a man in me. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, you know, you're a handsome guy. You, you, oh, you, you, you look nice, brother. Exactly. <laughs> but then, like, you know, I would always be like hanging out with my my friends, some of them like straight too. And I don't know, for some reason, like, they always want to kiss me. Uh, and so, like, <laughs> like, literally, like, after class, we, like, stayed back. 
And you know, like we'd be like making it. You was cut up. Together, but like I'm trying I don't to know. figure out if you the wild child or Veronica. Who's who's the wild child here? She was wild <laughs> when she grew up. That's why she's out of it. Yeah, so I was like, you know, like that's where I guess I started like experimenting with stuff. But I already kind of like knew what I liked, but I was very careful. So yeah, and then I met this one girl, you know, cause I mean, I, I feel like in American standards, I grew up, I guess, like faster, just because in Jamaica, like you go to college, like 15, 16. So you're more mature in doing certain things. Like we're working, like we, we own our own in certain terms of like, you know, independence and stuff at an earlier age. So, I remember like working at this one company and uh, everybody was like, a lot of people were like gay and we used to hang out a lot. And, uh, you know, I felt like at that point I was pretty much out and I was, you know, dating, but I never like told my family. I told, I remember telling this one girl who, she was my really good friend at the time. Was it, were you in, you were in, you were in America at this, at this point? No, no, no. I was this in Jamaica. Yeah. So I remember telling really this one up. girl that <laughs> friends, right? And I didn't want to say I'm a lesbian because I didn't really like, I knew who I was, but you know, kind of like toning it down. And I'm like, girl, I'm bi. And she's like, Bridget, what are you going to buy? What are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, like, I'm bi. But I really wasn't bi, you know, but I was trying to like, yeah, yeah, soften the blow. Yeah. And then at that point, I'm, I realized that, you know what? People are just gonna like either accept who I am or they can piss off. Like seriously. But how so, was that in Jamaica? Like you, you um, because I know for for everybody that experience is kind of different. Like, did you ever come out or have to like you know how I, once like I the, once it all came to, out? So I came out to my friends first. Like you know, people I used to hang out with, people at work that I was close to. Yeah. And I'm I'm uh, like I'm a very private person too, so I don't tell everything. I don't really tell details, so I would I, they would know. I would be like, "Yo, I like women," and that's it. You know, if you ask me a question, you ask me. If not, it's cool. But then I would hang out with mainly people who were straight because you know that's the thing there, and a lot of people who are like gay or bi or whatever at that point in time they weren't really like publishing it like you would never know unless you really know this is dangerous. unless you're close yeah dangerous. yeah but also yeah. i think based on the community that i was in like the working environment i felt really comfortable to just be myself and you know people didn't treat me weird they really didn't what do they call you i don't know what you're talking you about the, the pretty, the pretty. <laughs> no i mean the, yeah they would be like oh those are the pretty little lesbians or whatever but at the end of the day like <laughs> I feel like, you know, based on the environment that you're in, you either feel comfortable or you feel very judged and you got to get out for safety. I didn't feel like I was in danger. You know, I knew how to act and, you know, how to just like, you know, adapt in certain how to, Yeah, how to, how to be safe. Yeah. And you yeah. worked in hospitality, so uh, yeah, there's a lot in the hospitality. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Especially <laughs> now, I feel like maybe half of the women in Jamaica are the bisexual or lesbian. Yeah, it, it is crazy, though, because I, I I know you, you hear different stories. Most of them are which are like, you can't, you can't talk about that. Like, you can't be open and out, you know, and be safe. So, you know, even yeah. on the platform, like, we try to caveat like a lot of the advice is like 
depending on your situation, being out, being proud, being like this, you know, a uh, reflection of a rainbow is not safe. You know, even if that's yeah. how you feel, you know, you can't always be as open because it's just not safe. So yeah, even no. in our travels on our honeymoon, it did, 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 did determine where we were going to go visit yeah. and how we were going to conduct ourselves while we were there. Because Istanbul is a little, you know, it might be like cool, but Turkey in, in itself is still an Arabic nation. So yeah, I bet. So when y'all are out, like, do 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 people like do they know do they know that you're a couple? Unless you're like, of course. Yeah. Oh, they, they, you know they think all like, different they, type of things. Like yeah. some people <laughs> think we're a couple. Some people think sometimes I look super young. Sometimes they think she's my mom, grandmother. So, yeah. <laughs> that's not a grandma. Excited in Costa Rica, honey. Some people think a we're sisters. Jesus Christ, no. Even <laughs> like coming back from our honeymoon, we're in the Philippines, Philippines and I I'm the one that keeps all the passports and the important documents. You know. <laughs> all my stuff together wild child and, and, and all my too because i listen yeah. we're going to the same counter and um the check-in lady was like oh no you can go over there and i'm like no we're together we're traveling together and she looks at me and she's like are you family i'm like she's my wife and when i did that like, Just like I did that. That when i did that the whole crew were like from other counters they were like Oh, I'm like, yeah. You just get let it, together, let it right? Long, get bro. them together. Exactly. Yeah, that's hilarious. But yeah, that, that's pretty much like my coming out story to like my friends and how I really like started evolving. But I, I actually never really came out to my family at that point. I feel like they knew because I never really like had boyfriends or, you know, I hang out with guys, but like, Obviously, we're not together, but I always have like a close friend. They probably thought like bestie or whatever. <laughs> I remember the first time I actually like brought somebody like over and this girl looked like a stud, like, you know, short hair and stuff. And but I was young. So I remember one of my, my sisters like, Bridget, who's that? And I'm like, that's my friend. And then she gave me the whole lecture. And I'm like, she's like, are you gay? And I'm like, no, 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 don't look gay. Like, no, no. And then she was like giving me the whole lecture about how they treat gays in Jamaica and opportunities for like career and this and that, like the whole, but then after all of that, like, you know, I moved to the States um, and I really just like became my true self because I was at the time, I think 18 and I had my own apartment. I was working, you know, nobody told me what yep. to do. Yeah, I'm like my own person. So at the end of the day, um, I remember I did like a little family trip to Atlanta and I told my mom and I came out actually on a, I think it was like a video chat or something to my sisters. And one of my sisters was like, come on, Bridget, we knew. Right? <laughs> like, you never had a boy. Like, you done like, brought a stud home. You ain't never had a boyfriend. <laughs> you was in that little gang of girls. Come on. <laughs> we were like, we were wondering when you were going to come out and tell us. But right, we knew. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. So how'd y'all meet? Tinder. Veronica. Tinder. What, 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 was the, what was the play of lines? Run, run, it, run oh. it right back for me. I was on Tinder because I knew I was coming to Atlanta. I wanted to be fun. I want to have some dates. So I went on Tinder and I had something set up. So I ended up seeing this one profile and it's literally just like 
It's just hair. <laughs> back of my hair. It was just hair. I didn't see her face. I didn't see what she looked like. Nothing. But I liked what she said. She was like kicking a soccer ball or something like that. So I super liked her. She kicking a soccer ball and just hair. Oh, all this hair. <laughs> And he was like, like yeah, but I want, I like, I like it. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like me being shallow and me just having gotten out of like a long-term relationship. I was just like done. And I, I wanted something new. And like, I love the fact that I didn't know what she looked like. Cause I liked what she had to say. So then we started, we took it to, to text. Then we took it to phone and she's like, I might have an accent. And I'm like, where are you from? So then she's telling me she's Jamaican. It's funny because I I'm I've had um you know a couple of experiences with Caribbean women from being in Miami, but more on the Haitian side. I never dated a Jamaican. So couldn't even understand what the you know patois was. So it was really fun. Like in the beginning, like I got to know her. Um I found out where she works, I had some flowers. We had um a meeting, which was basically like this restaurant that I picked, and I wanted them to have like two glasses of champagne when we sat down and so they just weren't getting back to me I, I asked for the wine list I called I emailed them they just were like playing me crack dust so basically like I had to tell them because I worked in the restaurant business too nobody cares about date night they only care about anniversaries so I said it's our anniversary don't say it's our anniversary because it's our first date <laughs> so I was like I want these two glasses of food when we sit down so when we when she picks me up First of all, I thought it would be cool to go, you know, wear nudes. So I'm in like a beige top, beige pants, same color of my skin. I'll let her tell her side. So I'm thinking I'm, I look cute and everything in my little like pants or whatever. She, she goes to the wrong house and she brings me flowers. I run them back inside. We're like, you know, small talking in the car. So we arrive at the place and um, I go to the hostess stand and I'm like, did you read my notes? Because you get notes that are printed out. She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. So we sit down. We're sitting down like outside in Buckhead. So the waitress comes over. She brings the two glasses. I'm like, great. Happy anniversary. I'm like, girl, I told, I told you. them not to say so that. I'm like embarrassed. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't want her to think like, you know, so she's like, oh, that's you crazy. Out. <laughs> yeah exactly so she's like i'm in the industry like don't worry about it. it's cool so we're talking and we're taking a really long time to order because we're just like getting to know you getting to know all about you so we're just reading the menus and we're talking so then we order some stuff stuff is coming at a slow pace so at this point the sun is going down so i'm reaching over the table to show her a picture of like one of my retreats or something i see something out the corner of my eye I don't know. It was shiny and it was brown. It's Atlanta. There's water bugs. I see one, two, three, four, five, six. So I did what I do. I got up. I started screaming. So everybody around me started screaming. And I'm like, I ruined this date. I threw this date in the trash. Oh my God. I'm so, so I got myself together. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't like bugs. I don't like water bugs. There was a bug. So the waitress is like, what is going on? I was like, there are bugs over there. We need to sit inside right now. And so they move us. The table next to us is like, oh my God, what's going on? And I'm like, there's bugs over there. So they're like, they're like scooting over. So we move inside. I'm like, Veronica, why? So, so dessert comes. And again, I just met her. Now I know her like two tea. So I know she doesn't like attention. So for dessert, I brought sparklers, 
And like the dessert comes out, her name is Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T-T-E. So I put B-R-I on the plate. Sparkles come out. She's like, I'm like, shit. I don't like to curse on this. I was like, I messed up. So I was like, so she's like, well, it's actually B-R-E. And I was like, oh my God, it's the third thing. So I just thought this is this is it. I'm never gonna see her again. This has been a disaster. She reaches over and she grabs my hand. And I was like, oh, she likes me. So there, you can tell your side it of the sweet. <laughs> I think it was all sweet. Like she was just in her head about stuff. But yeah, like, you know, started it on Tinder. Like I, I've been on Tinder. Like I used to be on Tinder in Seattle. Like I need somebody to go play um, tennis with. Partner. I'll go on Tinder and find somebody. <laughs> But anyways, like, yeah, I, I wasn't dating anyone for like two years. And find somebody know. to play tennis with on Tinder. So I wasn't dating anyone. And I really just like was I was good, just like traveling, doing my own thing. And because, you know, like dating right now, like I feel like it's it can be really rough, you know? It's like a lot of waste of time. There's a lot of pee in the dating pool. So um, I don't know. I, I ain't been on a. I've been on a date with the same one for the last fourteen years. I don't know oh. nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, this guy at work. Um, we were having drinks one day because I was gonna pick up my brother from work. So I was killing time, and we were talking, and he was telling me how he met his girlfriend on Tinder. And I'm like, bro, I haven't been on Tinder in a while. And he was like, yo, Bridget, you need to get back on Tinder. Like, you know, there are amusing people out there. Like, you're missing out just for the fun of it. Like, get on Tinder. So that night I went home and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go on Tinder. So I, I went on Tinder. I literally posted one picture. Like, I was playing soccer, but I had my back turned. So you really could not see my face at all. Just one picture. I don't even think I wrote like a whole lot of stuff in my profile because you know sometimes people like it's like it's like a resume but then when you get to meet people you're like god damn this is such a waste of time <laughs> yeah so then um yeah Ronica super liked me and I'm like okay we can chat so it's we actually like liked. the hair with the playing ball yeah the that's court. it that's it <laughs> so we were talking and it was just like really good conversation we're talking about like you know family like where we grew up just like you know the fact that her family is made like Cape Verdean like it was just like really cool and but what really blew my mind it wasn't even like date night or anything like that it was just the fact that um this woman did not know me but she like put so much interest in the small things or maybe they're really big things you know what I mean just like um I told her I'm like so okay you're coming to host an event like I'd rather not meet you at an event because I feel like it takes away from getting to know someone so I'm like I'm I'm for mainly like the intimate setting you know so we can go out for dinner and she literally like extended her stay got an Airbnb and not just that but because I'm from a culinary background she's like I'm gonna cook for you if, if that's okay but it wasn't just I'm gonna cook for you she sent me a menu she sent me a menu play she knew that I liked um you know reggae music and so she curated a playlist and 
before all of that, just like the little gifts like that she would send me, because at that point I was um I was working at um in the Honda for like the cars and so on. Mm -hmm. And she sent me this little key ring that said, please drive safely on the road because I need you here with me. It's just like the little things. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so cute. So when we actually met, then I realized that, you know what, it wasn't just all, you know, the gifts and the little gestures here and there, but she was like genuinely a sweet and caring person. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those nude pants, I'm like, what the heck is this girl wearing? <laughs> when I went to pick her up. What do you think about that outfit, Brie? It was literally like skin tone. So I did not. I'm like, and what is she wearing? Did you think she was naked? I was did. I did. <laughs> I honestly did. I was like, and when I picked her up, she was nervous. I, I can tell she was nervous because mm -hmm. she was kind of like jittery and like, you know, kind of a little bit like, I'm like, calm down. It's okay. I'm cool. I'm, I, like I literally said this because, you know, she was like talking fast and just like That's nervous. <laughs> she was so nervous. I'm like, we're going to have a, because I'm very, I'm like relaxed. I'm very particular with stuff. And to some people that can be like a little, but I just know what I like when it comes to like everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> everything. Mm -hmm yeah so i'm like it's okay so even like the roaches and stuff like that for me as long as they're not in my food i don't really care like it's atlanta they're water bugs <laughs> so then since she catered to me with like you know the cooking and the invitation over i'm like all right i'm gonna take you to my spots <laughs> like the following day mm -hmm. so yeah i took her on a little kind of mini hike you know oh, to, the river, to the river <laughs> How, how, how long? How long was that? City girl. I had city boots. Yeah, me too. City calluses. <laughs> yeah, and then I took her to one of my little favorite restaurants, and, and she just it. she she just enjoyed it. And from from there on, you know, we just been going back and forth, Atlanta, Miami. Even now, so yeah. like you know, obviously being married doesn't change much as far as like our living arrangements because of her job. And hopefully, uh, you know, within the year, she'll be able to move here because she's got family there. I have family here in Miami that just built a house and hopefully your job just opened a branch and yeah. she'll be able to transfer. But this works for us. It doesn't yeah. work for, ev it doesn't work for everybody, about, but it doesn't matter what works for other people. Yeah. Right, it exactly. It's all about sure. practicality. Everything yeah. needs to make sense. Well, I, <laughs> think, well, I mean, everything. I think marriage is, is about just whatever you want it to be. But I think a lot, exactly. of, a lot of people's marriages are not successful because they don't take that approach. They don't make it what they want it to be it's like yeah, exactly. what people what society makes you feel like it should be it's like it should be, it, it should be whatever you want it to be it's I your marriage i always hate when people talk about like couples goals or like you guys are couple i'm like no we're not we are ourselves cool. like yeah you're just you're a very very pretty couple i think that's probably one of the biggest <laughs> oh, things i've seen y'all pictures so many times i was like who are these women <laughs> like i have to i have to talk to them who are these women <laughs> It's just us, you know, like as far yeah. as what we're, what we're concerned. But yeah, like the 24th, since that was our first date, every month I made sure to like get her a little trinket, whether it's like a big gift or a small gift, but something that shows our love. And that's why and then I think like the second gift was I wrote her a book. And then um like the, the engagement was the 24th, our wedding was the 24th. So yeah, it's 
it's a special thing that we do it's our tradition every month yeah so. and the thing is too i feel like why we really work is first the first date night at that restaurant we we talked about deep stuff it wasn't just like oh my god you're beautiful and you know it wasn't like that it was more like okay what do you what do you want like out of a relationship what what do you see yourself what are your deal breakers yeah. And, you know, what are your hopes for the future? Do you want to have a family? Do you want to get married? Do you, you know, it, it's like the tough questions that a lot of time people are scared to ask. And then you end up being in a relationship because you're infatuated by somebody for like three, four years. But and you're then, not compatible. Exactly. Yeah. So, and also like we have a lot of differences and, you know, some differences, good, Lifestyle. some differences, bad. So at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, adapting to be a better person too like because everybody have things that they need to work on whether it's communication or whether it's a bad habit so I feel like there's been a lot of growth um both professionally and you know emotionally just emotionally personally so I feel like that that works if there's no growth in something then it seems like okay this isn't going anywhere and it never stops exactly it never stops was, 14 years in and we're still like growing and learning and we're, we're actually having a baby so now everything is just like there's like this whole other you're like 14 years and there's this whole other part of me and you that we don't know right like we don't know each other with a child right this is a whole new relationship right like it's it's crazy so i mean it never it never stops it literally never stops it, but I think when people say, you know, this is the work of, you know, marriage is work. It sounds like this like monumentous thing, but really all it is, is just that it's constant. Like every single day you choose to be married, yeah. you choose this union, you choose for yeah. it to be happy. You choose for it to be like thriving and growing. And if you want that, then you work on it. It's going to exactly. be hard because you're going to continuously talk. You're going to be like, Hey babe, you know, you left that shoe in the middle of the damn floor again. And I, you know, like we really got to no, but like, these are like, you can't, you, you got to choose your battles. Right. But like, at the same time, you can't be afraid to say what's on your mind ultimately. Cause you'll just be over there like suppressed and like miserable because you haven't exactly. talked about anything. Right. So it's just like, you know, you know, you got to choose. You're like, if I'm mad about five, if there's five things that I need to talk to you about, what is the one thing that I really cannot go to sleep without letting you know? you know like <laughs> just like you know that shit don't really matter like let me just <laughs> let me just clean these let me just let me just do it myself you know you you figure out what that is you know and, and you just move on I said this morning when we when we got in at six in the morning I was like I can't wait till we've been together for 14 years She's like, why 14? I was like, because they've been together for 14 years. I can't wait for those double digits. Double digits. So that's really amazing. Congratulations. And like she said, like we have a lot of differences. And I really like having this platform to talk about our relationship because I think, like you said, a lot of, a lot of times our pictures get reposted. And I think a lot of times people are just like, well, how the hell are they together? And so I think it's nice to be able to actually speak on our relationship because people know me and then they, they think like from our little story, clips you can't see much of anything but a lot of times with her facial expressions she got a little stank face on and i'm sure people are like oh she look annoyed like you know we get sometimes crazy stuff in our inbox but at the end of the day like we really love each other we work on our relationship and yes i have a different lifestyle you know 
I love my little auntie grandma wife. She goes to bed around 10 o'clock. You know, <laughs> I stay up sometimes. And it is a culture difference. It's a lifestyle. It's a personality difference. But if any, if we can make it work and we make it work with, with happiness and joy, and it's not always like that. You know, we have sometimes discussions, but there's always respect. There is always that mutual desire. And whatever, you know, if we have a disagreement, what we always say to each other is, I love you. And, you know, we try not to like, you know, go off and shut down and go, you know, to sleep angry or just, you know, have those silent treatments and silent treatments, they're the relationship killers. So we talk and I talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. So <laughs> that's good. You're, you're, you're expressive. You're expressive. <laughs> Her face like, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. So you guys just uh, came off your honeymoon. How, how's how's the honeymoon? The honeymoon, yeah, it was it was great. It was last year. Uh, <laughs> the honeymoon was last year. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, she's tired, guys. They, they, they literally tired. just got back. They literally the just came back. Was last year. <laughs> I'm like, it's today, baby, today. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, you're right. It was, it was so incredible. It was, it was exhausting just because we, we moved around so much, but it was perfect too, because we got to see so much of the Philippines, so much of Turkey and Veronica has a new name, uh -oh. the, the bag lady. <laughs> don't do me, don't do me. Bro, we traveled with how many bags oh, i did bags? see that one story where you were like oh, i got all the important stuff right here one, that's two. all yeah <laughs> two, two but no i mean it was just so incredible because we really wanted to go to somewhere that like we've, we've never been. been before we tried to rent a we tried to rent a motorbike and <laughs> that was funny too yeah because they have scooters there right Scooters for like, it was mad cheap. It was like $10 for the entire day. So we're like, damn, let's do this. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? We should really like do a trial first because I've never ridden a scooter and neither has she. So um, the host of the, the place that we were staying, he had a bike and he's like, okay, maybe Practice. you can try it. Veronica got in it like a pro. Like she took off. I'm like, are you sure you don't have like experience? She took off and she could not stop. She stopped in a pile of rocks. <laughs> I was holding. I was trying to do the break, but I was still pushing this. I had gotten off because I was trying to turn it around. It was like a slow crash, but like I was, I was still holding the throttle. And I, he's like, "Let go!" And I'm like, "Well, let go of what? <laughs> like, why is the car? Why is it still going?" So good thing, like, so I'm like, okay, so that's a no because one, I'm not replacing someone's bike, right? Oh, on this trip crash. and uh yeah so i'm like okay we're definitely not renting a bike because the terrain and stuff the downhill cliff and I, I foresee like major accidents so i'm like no i we're couldn't not even ride that. a bike i got stuck in a puddle up to my freaking ankle a bicycle a pedal bike <laughs> yeah so we ended up um just uh, renting a tuk-tuk is what they call it it's like a, a motorbike rickshaw. it's a rickshaw motorbike with like a little um cover i like like a little i don't know a carriage carriage for three two, people with two wheels on the three people side maximum mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. okay so yeah, we yeah. that for the whole day and um yeah dope 
Awesome, man. Well, it was, it, that's, 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 that's incredible. So I got, I got one more question for you. Um, well, two more questions. If you had a theme song for your life, what would it be? Oh, your song would be, I don't want to, what's that, Elise? I don't know. Here. I gotta play it. That's She's like, let me, let me. Let's come in. Oh. I just came to kick it. Me at home. Give me a little my way. That's me. I love it. That's me. And, and, uh, one piece of advice that you each have for someone who is going through their own queer journey. But just do what makes you feel grounded. Like forget all the uh, distractions around and just follow your heart, you know, and your head. <laughs> I'm gonna go one step further okay. and I'm going to tell people, especially if they're younger, um, get a mentor, get like somebody who is licensed a therapist or somebody that you could talk to because a lot of times, um, you know, your friends give bad advice and they, they, they make things worse. And so I think especially like, you know, I, I tell people like when people ask me for advice, I'm like, I'm not a doctor. This is what I would do. I advise you to go, you know, find, because the coming out process is, is very, very trying and yes be your authentic self i'm not i'm not shitting on your advice babe but like what does that really mean and how could yeah. you really do that and so i think that finding a mentor whether they're just you know like a house mom or they're older or they're uh you know a licensed medical professional or counselor i think it goes a long way and i think that more people especially uh, queer people of color should get more into the counseling and the therapy and it's okay to bring your partner and your families into it too but that, that would be my advice so yeah that's great no that's great advice definitely proponent for therapy over here so i love that well, I want to thank you ladies for coming on and sharing your story. Congratulations again on thank your marriage. You. Congratulations on all your success. Keep thriving. Thank for you. Sure from Everin. That club. Yeah. Part of your club too. Absolutely. We want to have, that's the next step for us, but we are so proud and so happy for you and your journey as well. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So yeah, no, thank y'all, man. And listen, y'all already know it's another episode of the Quirly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. If you're not subscribed, if you are not following me, follow me, subscribe. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Alrighty. <laughs>